0: Hello, Lulu, and welcome back to the More Money Podcast. My name is Jessica Morehouse, and I'm the host of this show. And uh, this is episode 335 of the podcast. Welcome back. This is a bonus episode because I usually just do, you know, one episode on a Wednesday. But you know what? This is a special week. This is the uh, the the premiere week of season 15 of the show. If you're new to the show, yes, 15 seasons and over seven years over 7 years of this show. I started this show in June 2015. That's a long time ago. I was literally a different person with a different life. What I love hearing the most honestly is people coming to me DMing me, emailing me, being like, "Hey, just started listening to the podcast. I started listening from the beginning." And I'm like, "Oh, cringe a little bit. <laughs> those are some those are some raw episodes." Um Needless to say, I know a lot more now, seven years later than I did back then. Um, And so it's been an evolution for me. <laughs> but I think that's also kind of cool if you're just starting out learning about personal finance to start from episode one and listen to all of them. I mean, also props to you for listening to that many hours of this gal. Um. Uh, but yeah, that it'd be an evolution for you too. We're learning together because honestly, when I first started the show, I knew I knew some stuff because I'd been a blogger for I don't know four or five years or something like that. But there were so many topics that I was not comfortable talking about, especially investing, and I was just so scared about. And I'm like just pushed myself, uh, which also then gave me the motivation and confidence to do some formal training and you know actually get some certifications and stuff like that. So it's been a journey. It's been a journey. So welcome and hope you enjoy. The journey with me, and uh, so excited for this bonus episode um, because we're talking about something very, uh, I think, timely, which is really about you know spending money, shopping, and trying to stretch your dollar. Because as we all know, interest rates are up, inflation is high, everything is super expensive, like it's it's just too much. And for me, a little like getting flashbacks of. Not that we've really experienced anything quite like this, but I'm getting severe flashbacks of me being a broke 20-year-old and trying my best to stretch the little money that I was earning. And I was working two jobs, but everything was just so expensive, Um, living in the city of Vancouver and just, you know, yeah, struggling. And now we're kind of back to the situation where we're like, okay, everything is crazy expensive, but my needs haven't changed. How the heck am I going to afford The things that I need or or the things that I want because I don't want to just focus on necessities. And that is why I have uh, Jennifer LaForge on the show. She's the general manager at Rakuten Rewards Canada. And you can find more information about them at Rakuten.ca and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Rakuten.ca if you are interested. I've been a member of Rakuten since 2016. If you are not sure what Rakuten is, Well, you may remember them. They used to be called Ebates. So maybe you're familiar with Ebates. Um, But basically, they are a platform in which they are, you know you can get cash back if you use them. It's totally free to use as a user. So you do, are not charged any money to use it. Um, also, they have lots of, you know, promotions and deals and help you find discounts. I like them, uh, especially because whenever I am shopping online, you can now use their browser extension. It will show you, hey, you're going to get this amount of cash back. But also, here's some promo codes. Who doesn't love a promo code? So you can save a little bit of money on something that you were going to buy anyway. So we, because this platform, Rakuten, has been around for a long time, they've actually celebrated 10 years recently, they have so much data and information about um, shopping habits of Canadians and trends and things to look out for. And so we talk about how to be a smarter shopper so you can still pay for things during this crazy high cost of living time. Um, but you know, try to find some ways to save some money just st- stretch that budget, your birth strings, all those things that we love to say in personal finance. So really excited about this episode with Jennifer. So uh, without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the More Money Podcast, Jennifer. I'm excited to have you on to talk about spending money and shopping <laughs> during this time of this interesting time of uh, where everything is so expensive, uh, but we still need to buy things. So welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. Happy to be here. Love your podcast. Thank so I really appreciate the time. <laughs> You're so welcome. So so you currently are the GM of Rakuten, and Rakuten is a platform that I've used. I think on the platform it says I've been using it since 2016, so a while, <laughs> um, a few years. And uh, it, it's I feel like this is such a timely time to talk about saving money, finding deals, being strategic when we're shopping because of what we're seeing with high inflation, rising costs, and yet we're still in a, you know, we still need to live our lives. And I think a lot of people for a while, like I remember, honestly, this is very, what's going on right now in the world is very reminiscent to what I experienced uh, around when I graduated university, 2009, 2010, the recession, all that kind of stuff. And everyone was just talking about how to cut back and save money. Um, and now we're kind of in it. it's a different world, but we're still, oh, hey, we're going back to that time of, it's not about spending and, you know, everything's on the rise. Now everyone's trying to talk about saving money and cutting back once again. So before we really dive in, because I've got a lot of things to to ask you, tell me a little bit about yourself. How, what led you to the point where now you're the GM of Rakuten? Have you always worked in kind of the retail space? Yeah, uh,
1: so great place to start, um, and the answer is no, actually. I've not been in the retail space outside of my life at Ebates and Rakuten. Um, post-secondary, I decided I was going to be a computer programmer, uh, as many people did around the time uh, of my post-secondary, but that wasn't uh, wasn't ultimately where my heart was. Um, I, uh, I'd ended up at Fairmont Hotels and Resorts, so started in the travel industry through a work placement, um, and was doing some database coordination for them. But that got me into travel, which led me over to the the world of Expedia.ca. Uh, fabulous time, love the company. Um, then moved into Globus Family of Brands and was trying, you know, my my wings in the, the, the cruise ship and river cruising travel. Um, but ultimately, my career has always been these Big steps to the next opportunity. I didn't have that solid educational background to follow in back onto, you know, knowing that programming wasn't my thing. Um, so it was always looking for that that next big opportunity, and that came when I'd actually relocated. Um, I had moved with uh, my then boyfriend, now husband, and so the commute to to Globus was not reasonable. So I uh, was looking for opportunities, and I saw this one for Ebates.ca. And it just said risk, you know, it was this brand new company, they hadn't even launched in Canada, my entrepreneurial spirit really came alive. You know, my mantra at the time was I'm young enough to fail big risk, big reward. And so I joined this really incredible company and was there even before it launched in the Canadian market. Um, So really exciting. And from there, um, I had uh, one of the best mentors. I've always had a mentor throughout my career. Um, but uh, the former general manager, Adrienne Down Colson uh, was just a fantastic leader. And not only did she build the foundation of this amazing company, uh, but she's really focused on helping us to grow and develop. And, and I'll never forget the day she, she asked me, you know, where do you want to go in the next couple of years? What would you like to do? And I, I looked at her and I said, I want your job. And she just, (laughs) she just said, Okay. And so uh, I had gone on mat leave uh, back in 2017. And while on mat leave, she called me up and she said, Are you sitting down? Uh, I'm going to move to California. Uh, She became the COO of the Americas. And she said, I'd like you to take over the seat of general manager. And of course, I had said yes. Mm -hmm. And when I came back from mat leave, I took the the seat of general manager. And I haven't looked back now over four years later.
0: Well, I guess it's uh well that's something to be said. Usually I would think if you, you tell your boss I want your job they'd be threatened, but also maybe it plants the seed to you're like, "Hmm, if I need a successor, that's maybe the person who just said they want my job. That's a good idea."
1: Yeah, I we had a really great relationship, so I felt felt comfortable enough yeah. being really really <laughs> um frank with her. Um and she wasn't surprised at all. She knew I was was quite ambitious, so
0: so yeah, Rakuten used to be Ebates. And I remember Ebates. That was kind of one of the the kind of sites I used to go to when I started blogging over a a decade ago. So Rakuten has now celebrated 10 years, which makes me feel a little old. (laughs) But uh, what's really cool, I would imagine, especially since you've been there um, for a while, is because it's been around for so long and part of what Rakuten is, and you can probably explain also uh, more in depth what it is, is uh, you have so much you know, user data, you get to see how people spend money and trends, which I think is such an important thing right now, because I think a lot of people are wondering, what's going on? What should I anticipate? How do I plan anything? That's, that's a big thing when I, I talk about, you know, on social media, and, and on the podcast is, when we're shopping, it's not just about, you know, spending money is bad or good. Spending money is a way of life, but you need to be strategic, you need a plan, you need to do your due diligence. And it's important to have kind of some, some information to help you. But but before we, we kind of go into that Do you want to kind of share a little bit more specifically about Rakuten is because I feel like it's also evolved quite a bit since it first uh, started. Yeah, absolutely. So Rakuten
1: is Canada's biggest and best, well, it's in the US as well, but uh, the biggest and best online shopping website that actually gives our members cash back for every purchase they make through our site. So you you essentially go to rakuten.ca, you get a free account, you just need an email and a password, um, you click on any one of your favorite brands, we have over 750 of them, um, and that takes you directly to the retailer's website. You're gonna shop on that website like you always do. And when you check, out that website is actually sending us your order back so that confirmation um, that you've made that purchase and what we do is we get paid for sending them uh, your order your, sorry sending you to them and what we do is we split that commission we keep half and we give half to the member every three months we send you a check or a PayPal and you have that three month period to really just do all your online shopping earn that cash back and then get a surprise check in the mail
0: yeah, easy. Or to your PayPal, which I got. Or PayPal, so. yeah. <laughs> it easy. Yeah, no, I. What, I mean, that's obviously a huge benefit. Like I always kind of tell people, you know, again, going back to how can you shop smarter is, you know, using a platform like this, that is a free, so it doesn't cost you anything. You can earn cash back. The other kind of benefit that I utilize quite a bit on certain retailers is you can, well, through Rakuten you can find certain discounts or certain sales that you may not have been aware of, but also like I use the browser extension on my Google Chrome. And so every time we go to the retailer, you can click a button and then you'll, you know, see what kind of cash back you can get. But also sometimes when you're at the checkout, it could automatically find coupon codes for you. And that's like, for me, the biggest thing I used to spend so much time Googling, is there a coupon code for this retailer? Because I want to see if I can get a few dollars off or get free shipping or something like that. And Rakuten can uh, actually do that automatically for you. So it's just for me, a no brainer. And then too, if you use like a credit card that has points, then you're also getting points. It's, you know, a lot of ways to kind of double up the situation. So I think it's, yeah, firstly, I'm a big fan. That's why uh, I'm, I'm, I am I'm still use it. I've been a it for a while, but Going back to kind of some of the things that I'm sure you've seen over the years, let's talk about it. So when it first started, you were just gathering those first few customers. And and to now, 10 years later, what are some of the biggest, I don't know, changes maybe you've seen in terms of consumer behavior?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, ten years ago, the the e commerce space was so different. Um, we were really trying to catch up with the U S., who were years ahead of us. Not only from, you know, consumers being less trusting of online shopping or just not online shopping at all yet, but even the big retail players in Canada were lagging behind in creating a digital presence. And and you know, this was really from a, a start stop kind of mentality in Canada, where a number of years before that they had tried, and it just wasn't. The right timing, so they backburnered, and then right when we launched in uh, in 2012, everyone's realizing, oh, now we have to catch up, and so we were helping our retailers catch up and create a digital. Experience. You know, presence. We're helping them to understand the world of affiliate marketing and how to use uh, services like Rakuten as a tool to generate these online customers. Um, but there are so many other challenges in terms of cross border shopping, currency exchanges, hidden duty fees, etc. And so when we when we launched originally, that experience was to help consumers really understand how to shop online in Canada and not be surprised by those you know those duty fees where suddenly. You have a package at the door and they want 70 bucks before they'll give it to you. I mean, those <laughs> those things were stopping Canadians because they didn't trust it necessarily. There was all these surprises. It wasn't easy. And so a big focus in the beginning was just getting our retail partners on board and helping them to build the right strategies, helping consumers kind of gain that confidence. And then a lot has changed since then. The one thing that hasn't changed um, is that that trust factor where people just believe this is too good to be true and so Jessica people like you I love members like you who recognize it as a financial tool and they're planning not only to find the best deals and take those coupons um, but to to use it to find additional savings to stack with other types of of cards credit cards and such so there was a period where we had a, a pretty loyal and savvy member base and it was taking them the next step to how do you use this as a tool? How do you stack the savings? Um, And then of course, we we find that parity in the U.S. e-commerce space. And now it's all about making sure that we let people know this isn't too good to be true. We actually do just give people money Mm -hmm. um, and it's free and there's no catch. And so that's a big part of what we've always had to do. Mm -hmm. But now we're starting to shift um, into to a new world, uh, and new technologies, and payments, and things like that, and trying to, you know, capture those younger audiences who who are even less trusting than, say, boomers and, and millennials. So, uh, things like buy now, pay later, um, we're we're behind on in Canada. It's pretty big in other places of the world, but the ability to. You know, make that purchase um, in installments. It speaks so well to the younger gener or younger demographics. Is they're so used to that subscription based buying. I mean, everything's a subscription. Um, so really, trying to move into the direction of new and different payments and incorporating that into our space today, um, and then helping to create more omni-channel experience with our retail partners. In that, you know, we have online cashback, but we also have an in-store cashback program as well, where you can link that that retailer and cashback offer to your credit card, and then you walk into the store and shop like you normally would. And again, that that uh, credit card transaction comes back, and we give you cashback there as well. So really building omni-channel strategies helping uh, Canadians you know our, our our mission is to be the most rewarding everyday everywhere you know cash back shopping website um, where we're, we're almost shopping with you every day and and just putting you know cash in your back pocket as you go.
0: Exactly it's funny I I feel I've used Rakuten for so long but I actually wasn't fully aware of the in-store maybe it's new or maybe I was just living under a rock but again it's like one of those things where it's what I find very interesting about you know using an app like this is that it does make you think more about spending which is like I feel like a big kind of movement in the personal finance space is mindful spending being more thoughtful being more conscious of what you're spending instead of mindless spending and I think that that probably was when you were talking about how people were really kind of resistant for a while and I remember like I used to work at a retailer on kind of the web uh kind of side I I used to work at Sears Canada before it folded (laughs) um it was like right right when they actually going under and bankrupt but it was one of my first jobs when i first uh moved to toronto and i uh, wrote um some of the the copy for their products for their online space but they were still like they were so behind which is why they folded but um it was interesting because, yeah, there was a big resistance even within the company to to do online. And I think a lot of it was, um, oh, no, people like that experience going shopping in the store because they just trust it more. And, you know, you can get scammed or something like that online. And it's kind of funny now thinking about what we've experienced the past few years because of COVID. So much has changed. So much has shifted. Most of my shopping now is online because of convenience. And you can sometimes find some, some better deals or it's easier to do your comparison shopper shopping than going to the mall and then having to go to all these stores and, and spending your time where it can take you five minutes as opposed to like 30 minutes or a couple hours. But that being said, I do sometimes like going to the stores and taking a look, especially for clothes and stuff, taking a look at things, trying things on. And I think that's great that there's now like an opportunity for you to still kind of get some of the benefits of doing the online shopping and, and getting some of those rewards or those uh, commissions and uh, doing it. In- in but w- w- all that is just to be sa- saying that when we're shopping, I think we are moving to a place where we have to be more conscious and aware of what we're actually purchasing. Because I, I I think my, my, what my point was, and I think I lost the, my train of thought, but now I just remembered, it's that a lot of people were scared of online shopping because they thought it would force them or convince them to spend more. Because you could just click, 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 shop, shop, shop. Whereas when you're at the store, it's not, you can shop till you drop, but you're, you're more aware. because You're like, okay, my, my bags are getting heavy. I should stop shopping. Whereas when you're doing it online, you're not holding any bags. You can keep on shopping. But I feel like with using an app like this and having like a shopping list and a budget and all that kind of stuff, it does make you more aware of where your money is going. So so with that, I'm curious, have you seen kind of a shift in kind of consumer behavior? They are being more thoughtful of where their money's going?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially in the first quarter or the last few years pandemic obviously drove this massive surge and everyone's forced to really shop online. So that, that helped some, some, you know, Canadians get over that hump and they're forced into it and then they realize oh it's not that bad um, but I have to double back and say we don't have impulse aisles when when you're checking yeah. out online and right? I get the impulse aisle for me is where oh my gosh all of that every time I'm at winners
0: every time I'm at winners or home sense I'm like oh here's a candle <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I don't need another I, candle
1: <laughs> or hairbrush or makeup I mean it's always the impulse aisle so so there is a place in the online world where you're right you can be very strategic and I think what we've seen through our members, um, now that the pandemic has settled down, people are going back to in store, but they're also still shopping online. And when it comes to apparel, and you want to feel it, or you want you're confident with the size, I have a very uh, short list of retailers where I purchase clothes from. So I know I'm a size six at store X. And so when it comes to buying those staple clothing, you're you're shopping online, getting cash back, it's really quick, it's easy, boom, you're out playing with the kids instead of you know, chasing them around the mall. So I think um, there's, we call them very savvy shoppers who have learned that, you know, joining a program like Rakuten is is not just about coming in and going shopping or creating a list and following it, but you nailed it in the beginning, getting that that toolbar extension or the the button where you don't even, once you've signed up, you don't even have to go to Rakuten.ca. You can just shop online like you normally would and we'll let you know if there's cash back or if there's a coupon or if this store doesn't have cash back, but hey, here's Ten stores that have very similar products, and you if you shop here, you'll get cash back as well. Um, another another tool that our members have caught on to is is subscribing to our emails, and I you know I always tell people you could have an inbox filled with an email from seven hundred and fifty you know seven hundred and fifty different retailers. Or you can have one email from Rakuten and we're gonna tell you where the hottest deals are of the week. We're gonna tell you about big events, um, like Sephora always has annual sales where they give extra discounts to, to um, VIB members. We've got Bay Days, we always know when that's happening. Um, you know, We always do big cashback promotions where we do you know up to 10, 15% cashback around periods like Prime Day. You know, all the other retailers in the space are going to be having really great deals and offers around Prime Day as well to try and, you know, compete with that big shopping event. And so you come to Rakuten... Um, and now you're getting even more cash back. So, so subscribing to the, the newsletter, being in the know, knowing when the sales are coming up, you, you almost fall into the cadence where you're like, this season, I know these are the going to be the big sales. I'm going to hold off till next week. Um, and we help, help our members to plan long term. Uh, and because it's everything from essentials to you know, moving, we just launched a make your move program. So you can get cash back on your mortgage or cash back on a credit score um, to things like, hey, you know, what? I have a really fancy dinner, and I need a really fancy new pair of earrings and that that recreational or splurgy luxurious spend, and we've got you covered every day everywhere. So um, our members have really learned to use us as a tool and to stay in the know um, on on the ever shifting kind of sales and, and who has what when.
0: That's amazing. I'm, I'm curious, can you speak to any of certain times of year? Because I know there's always, you know, an article or two that, um, you know, comes out every year about these are the best times of year to buy furniture or clothing or, you know, end of season. I'm personally waiting for, you know, some more deep discounts on some outdoor furniture. <laughs> I was like waiting at the beginning of summer. I'm like, nope, nothing's gone on sale, but we're getting close to fall. So I'm waiting for the the sales to happen. Do you, Can you speak to some of those, you know, times that people should keep in mind? Obviously, like signing up for the newsletter, you'll be in the know, but what are some of the best times of year to buy certain items?
1: Yeah, so going back again, the history over 10 years, there were one or two big retail periods or sale periods that Canadians looked forward to. And it was Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Boxing Day. And then Prime came out in the July time period and really changed you know, that landscape. And so now suddenly in July, you're getting these, these huge sales and offers. And then there's events like 1111 Singles Day, um, where again, it created this other really big online sale shopping seasonality. And so what we've found is that Canadians don't necessarily wait for the big sales anymore because they're they're always happening throughout the year. But what we work really hard to do is to stay on top of, you know, inventory shortages or surpluses and seasonal sales as well as flash sales, you know, that come out. Um, and we plan our promotions. If you come onto the site, you'll see we always have a double or a triple or bonus cashback event going on. And we we plan and we tie these to those seasonal periods. So there'll be a tech week, and this is really geared around our retail partners when when they're seasonally having their big electronic sales to you know flush out and get new inventory in. Um, for for this, you know, everyone I know is starting to feel nervous with the holidays coming up and the pinch of inflation, um, and so retailers are aware of this as well. So. In Black Friday period, it's not just going to be November anymore, but it's really starting at the beginning of October. There's going to be a lot of deep discounts coming out. There's going to be a lot of retailers who are trying to get rid of surplus inventory that was created by the pandemic, um, and so it's no longer waiting until the you know that that big weekend in November to get all your your Christmas shopping done. It's it's planning and being meticulous and in watching. Um, you know, your favorite retailers through our newsletter for the the best deals. Mm -hmm.
0: that's good. One thing that I've started doing because I I I find sometimes you know you're just on your phone watching TV, you're like, oh, I just remembered we need this for the house or whatever. I started actually making a list. Um, I used to have it in Excel, now I have it in a little to-do list app or whatever of things that I keep on thinking about for the the house. And because sometimes I think lots of people could probably (laughs) relate to this, you'll be on your phone, you'll do little, you know, look at some retailers online, and then you're like, all right, I'm gonna buy it now because I just need it, you know buy it before I forget it. But now I'm like, you know what, that is not the best way to shop, because maybe I'm not getting the best deal. And I may want to, you know, that same item could be at another retailer for, you know, significantly less. So I'm just going to put everything I think of in this list. And then, you know, then when I have time, do the research, look on apps like Rakuten to be like, okay, who has it for the the cheaper kind of uh, thing. So so with that, I, I kind of want to talk, cause this is obviously a, a hot topic, inflation, rising costs, we're going to be seeing this. I mean, I feel like that's all I've been talking about for <laughs> since 2022 started. Um, What do you what do you kind of see, I guess, in terms of how, how people's um shopping experiences or, or, or you know their habits have changed because everything is more expensive or have, have you seen that no people are still shopping because there's still a lack of inventory for a lot of different items and what are some of your tips for how to deal with it obviously planning and, and using you know trying to find those discounts but is there anything that you know you've done in your personal life that's helped you?
1: Uh, yeah I, I mean first you are the poster child for acting. you are doing everything <laughs> right um, stealing all of my best tips, but okay. uh, but we love members just like you. No, no, scream it from the mountaintops. Um, but yeah, we are seeing a shift uh, primarily in I think recreational spending as mm-hmm. people are trying to really tighten up their wallets. They're they're dealing with the high, you know, price of gas and groceries oh, yeah. is really surprising people, mm-hmm. and so they're trying to find ways to to be more conscious. They're they're switching brands, so mm-hmm. you know, essentially going to lower priced brands, and so that's actually something that we saw you know that push into e-commerce really kickstart and and on our site in particular we saw a lot of diversification in where our members were shopping. They were shopping at new retailers. Our shopping trips had, had actually gone up and the order conversion went down a bit because people were just saying, hey, I want to check out this store or I want to see what is at you know, this retailer. They have the same brands. Maybe I can get that better deal. And so people were spending a bit more time getting to know all of their options online. And because you're not standing in a store or you're not you know, waiting to – you know, your kids having a fit beside you, you have that time and space to be really thoughtful in your planning and where you're purchasing from. Um, So that's some of what we've been seeing. But we're also seeing um, Canadians just be more smart, so they don't have to come back on that recreational spending. And because we have everyone um, from all different economic kind of situations on our side. I mean, mm-hmm. we have millionaires who are part, who are members mm-hmm. of Rakton, you know, <laughs> and and they don't need the money, but they're mm-hmm. smart. They say, "Hey, mm-hmm. I can get I got yeah, money not? back. I'm going to do it." Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're looking at, at at those that that group of members, luxury has been booming, and it is a category that has, has it grew rapidly in the pandemic and it's continuing to grow. Whereas you're seeing, you know, on the other side where there's maybe less economic security in a household individuals who are being uh, more thoughtful in their planning who are saying hey I'm going to start buying some essentials online so I can get cash back and one of the great things that we have on our site as well is our gift card shop and so We have many retailers that are not part of the affiliate program. Um, Grocery, for example, we don't have a lot of grocery partners, but you can go into the gift card shop and you can get cash back on a grocery gift card and then go to the grocery store and use that gift card and get uh, you know, for your groceries. Same thing for gas. And so we've seen uh, a really nice uptick in gift card purchases as people are being thoughtful uh, from gas and grocery side. And then on the recreational spending, again, it's just finding uh, different retailers, different price points, you know, log, Mm -hmm. you know, signing up for those sales and pulling the trigger when it's right. And then, of course, travel, Um, you know, travel, (laughs) 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 travel did not happen for a while. Mm -hmm. And um, and so. You know, when the pandemic, things are lessening up, what we saw is Canadians really sticking to home. So we saw an increase in car rentals. We saw people uh, you know, just having a, a great day a couple hours away, renting a lot of hotels were, were way up compared to all-inclusive packages and flights. And so you saw people sticking close to home. Now you flash forward and everything's pretty much opened back up and people are itching for experiences. And so there's two really big themes happening right now. It's the experience side and getting out and living life and connecting with family and friends that are far away that you haven't seen, but also living life to its fullest and not really caring about the cost because some a lot of people had built up savings from the pandemic and so that all flushed out to, to just having those experiences. The other big trend is self is expression. And so during the pandemic, athleisure wear was selling like hotcakes. Everyone <laughs> yeah. wanted really hot sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean hot like warm.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, just the coolest I remember. I'm like, oh gosh, I bought so many sweatpants.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, and and then we get kind of sick of that. And people yeah. are, are trying to now, um, either they need a size bigger or a size smaller, or mm-hmm. they're just sick of feeling like a bomb. Mm-hmm. You know, that self-expression and, and apparel type category. Is really starting to explode um, as people are are coming back out into the world. So those are Mm -hmm. the the two big ones um, that, uh, that are actually
0: happening right now. That's awesome. So I am not sure if you you do this, but I'm assuming maybe just because you do have so much data, are you able to make any kind of future projections about what you'll see? Obviously, we have no idea. We don't have a crystal ball what will happen in the next year or two. But do you kind of have any, I don't know, data that kind of, you know, this is what we foresee will happen in the next, you know, two, five, ten years?
1: I, I would say things are changing so much that it's hard to predict that far out. Um, what we tried to do is predict the next couple of years out and where we see some of the biggest shifts and where we're actually working really hard right now is in new verticals and new categories. So, um, again, I had mentioned earlier trying to get the younger demographics to come online and to shop and, and to trust your know, cashback site. Um, but also give them reason to, you know, bring them buy now pay later options. Bring them, you know, more retailers in the circular economy space. Um, we actually just uh, launched the Reverend revant yesterday uh, last week Mm -hmm. um, where it is high-end second-hand clothing resale and this is huge this is huge there's all kinds of retailers that are starting to tap into that circular economy H&M they have Mm -hmm. that wonderful program uh, where you can actually get money back for returning your used clothing in good condition Uh, Mm -hmm. it's hard to find on the bay but if you go to the bay online they also have a
0: resale section
1: to their site
0: I've seen that a lot yeah
1: um, and so you see retailers really um, not only bringing in, you know, more circular type retailers, but they're also bringing in the direct to consumer retailers. So smaller um, retailers who are actually really struggling to, you know, get the scale and to pay those, those huge media fees, because that's a side of it too. Retailers, uh, I think everybody... Um, You know, it just costs more to get a new member. It costs more to advertise. And so you see a lot of small direct consumers actually taking up square footage in some of the, the the bigger retail spaces, so the Bay or Macy's, for example, in the U.S., just you know they're they're moving more aggressively into toys, and so there's um, there's that shift where now you can go into a big department store and buy those direct-to-consumer brands, or you can buy resale items, and I think um, being more conscious of small business, locally owned, sustainable. Um, options is going to be really where the direction is going to lead and, and you know I say I can't say five or ten years out but I'd really love to see uh, those verticals taking over the, the, the bulk of online shopping in the future.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's definitely one thing I've been seeing over the past few years, especially as we're all at home on Instagram and stuff. I've seen a lot more people. I mean, I feel like the the whole theme of shopping local has been in, in the conversation for the past decade, which is great. But now I feel like there's, I mean, so many people have started a small business in the past few years. It would be great to see, yeah, not just like the big box stores to to kind of get that attention, but also a lot of younger people, especially Gen Z, they really love to shop local shop, you know, with some someone they found on Instagram that maybe lives in the country or somewhere, somewhere else in the world, which is kind of a, a cool thing. So it's, it, it makes it more. Yeah. Like you said, there's so much more diversification. There's so much more, um, you know, options for you and to support small business, big business, what have you. And then if we can still, you know, get the same kind of benefits like, you know, deals or cash back, that would be awesome, I think.
1: Absolutely. So if anyone on your podcast is listening is uh, direct to consumer or small business. Mm -hmm. I mean, places like Rakuten is, is where you want to be as well. So it's not just the big brands. We're working really hard to bring Canadians, you know, as many retail options as we can and really tune
0: into what they're what they're shopping for and what they're buying. Absolutely, absolutely. So before I let you go, you know, again, you know, we kind of touched on just the rising costs of things and inflation, and that's going to be around for a little bit. Um, You know, just, you know, you've been in in kind of the travel space and the retail space. What are some of your kind of personal top money saving tips that have maybe helped you in your personal life or you've seen have been really helpful for kind of customers you've seen along the way?
1: Oh gosh, yeah. I am known for being exceptionally frugal and smart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> makes sense why you work for <laughs> <It> Makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean if I didn't work there, I probably would have been their first member. Um yeah. but but we've hinted at it throughout this entire conversation mm-hmm. and that it's just it's it's taking advantage of tools like Rakuten, Um, to to build a financial awareness of how you're spending and where you're spending, not just making those lists and being really conscious about what you have to buy, but not to be afraid to try a less expensive brand or to try a new brand that you you maybe haven't before. And I think it's really about taking the time to learn and be comfortable in the e-commerce space and realize it as that money-saving tool. And so... One really great example, uh, I have two that I always use. So number one, um, Home Depot, they've got the buy online, pick up in store, which is also really fun and part of our program. Um, We tell you specifically who you can pick up. Um, So we were building a new deck in our backyard. And so we had bought all the materials online and we said, want to pick it up in store so not only did we get a ton of cash back from purchasing all of our building materials at home depot but when we got there we picked it up at customer service and it was all ready for us and we didn't have to wander over this giant store looking for nuts and bolts so that's one um great story and then the other is really again um, understanding that it's not one or the other and that you can really stack your savings. And so learning how to look for the deal or the best coupon, getting that great cash back, um, using a credit card that has cash back on it as well, um, as well as, you know, collecting loyalty points at these retailers, you can, you can really stack it all up. And, and I've had, I won't say the retailer, in case they stop, but there's one retailer and I have caught on to the best times to shop there. And I have got bought $100 worth of items. And at the end of the day, it cost me less than $10. Oh my gosh.
0: And can again can't say who the real retailer is, or I can ask you later. I want to know you can... what's the secret.
1: You can ask me later, but I don't okay. want to ruin it. Right. If you really want to know, just sign up for Actin. Make sure you have our newsletter. <laughs> ah,
0: I <laughs> and, see, I see. Uh,
1: and then, then you'll uh, you'll catch on to when these things happen. But that's all that we do um, is we find ways, we we follow trends, we really try and learn what's going on across all categories in the retail space. And you know, I get to stand up every day and tell people I give people money for a living. Like, how cool is that? And and it's legit. It's free. It's easy. It's you know, if, if you're feeling the pinch right now, it, it's time to look into sites like rackton.ca for all your shopping.
0: Yeah, and I, I feel like I, I see a lot of things, especially on social media, where you know, for for you know, when I was first starting blogging, it was all about finding those coupons and money saving, and it could be just because I was in my 20s, and so that was kind of the information I was looking for. But also, it was during the recession. But again, we're seeing that a lot now. And honestly, I'm telling you, it is so much easier to figure out how to shop smarter and save money than it was a decade ago. Because back then, it took it took a lot of time, so much time that you would sometimes it would be like, you know, would it actually be better if you just focused your efforts more on how to say or how, how to invest your money to to let it grow now you can do both like I see a lot of things online being like oh don't worry about you know couponing and, and all that kind of stuff just focus on you know investing and growing your wealth I'm like you know what you actually can do both. It's not one or the other. I do both. I am very still frugal. And it's one of those things where it's once you kind of build that muscle, you can flex it whenever. So even though, you know, the past few years pandemic, I may not have been as frugal as I usually were because we're all emotional spending and we're just stuck at home. And, you know, you buy a lot of things. you are like, why did I buy that $500? Whatever. Uh, believe me, I do have some regrets in my home. Like, why did I buy that? Um, but... <laughs> Now we're in a kind of a time where I'm like, even though, you know, I'm I've you know, I've got my investing going on, I'm doing that and I'm I'm earning more money through my business and stuff, I'm always looking for how can I stretch every single dollar. Cause it's it doesn't take that much time. It does take some practice and some planning. But similar to, you know, how I always talk on the podcast about, you know, passive investing, it shouldn't take you more than a few hours per year to invest your money and let it grow. When it comes to saving money, it really shouldn't take you that long either especially when you, you figure out what the tools are. You don't have to look through the newspaper anymore and clip coupons. Like you don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> Everything's no, and- pretty much <laughs> online. And it takes like a few minutes. If you have, if you're watching a TV show, you can do your little research, make your little shopping list while you're doing, you know, a thing anyway. You know, and Jessica, I love your podcast
1: because you, you do you know, help people understand, you know, you have a little bit of money, how do you make that grow? And how how easy or difficult is it? Um, Those are things I also tell my friends and family about Rakuten is, you know, that money that you're saving, through our cash back program, that could be what you're using to invest in. That could be what is funding your Christmas for your family. I mean, holding on to, to this pocket of money that you've saved all throughout the year can actually turn into, again, a long term investment, or it can help ease some of those, those more expensive times of the year. And again, it's not a tool just to get out there and find the best deals and 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 to earn that cash back. But what are you going to do with that cash back? And before it was a lot of permission to buy, you know, cash back, buy yourself something nice. It's your money, you earned it. And now we're in different times, and it's well, now you have an extra, you know, $1,500 that you've saved by online co- uh, shopping this year. Maybe you need to go listen to, you know,
0: the More Money podcast and figure out what to do with it. (laughs) I know. Maybe you can put it in your investments if you're like, I don't have any money to invest. Or, I mean, I've been seeing this a lot. This is a great time to put it on any high interest debt. You got some credit card debt that's that's money that you could put towards that there's lots of things but yeah again as we've kind of shared a lot on this episode it really comes down to planning and planning really shouldn't take you too too long and once you do it then it's done and you don't really have to do it again (laughs) like it's it's again a muscle that you can flex you never forget it's almost like for me finding those deals not it's automatic like I don't even think about it so yeah I was
1: gonna say it becomes just part of your DNA it's who you are and you know what it's still shopping
0: it's still fun yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Jennifer, it was such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing all your insight and some of the kind of background information that I think a lot of us probably don't, aren't really aware of because you don't have that, you know, those tools, that that data that you have about uh, kind of what's been going on in the retail space. So I appreciate you. Where can uh, people find more information about, you know, maybe you if you're online or uh, more information about how to sign up to Rakuten? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Just go to racketon.ca and sign up for free. It takes less than 15 seconds and it's really that easy. But thank you so much. Um, We are available. uh, We have our member services 24 hours. So even if you want to just call and ask questions, we'll be happy to help. So
0: uh, just don't be afraid to check us out. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Pleasure is mine. Thanks, Jessica. And that was episode 335 of the More Money Podcast um, with Jennifer LaForge, who is the general manager for Rakuten Rewards Canada. Uh, if you want to check them out, if you want to sign up, you know, using them, you can go to racketon.ca and also follow them on Twitter and Instagram at racketonca. Also though, and this is, I mean, this benefits you, but also benefits me. Um, if you did want to sign up, um, you can actually use my referral link. This is an affiliate link. So I do get a bonus. Um, but if you use it and the link is uh, racketon.ca slash r slash Jessica Morehouse, you receive a $30 bonus. So, you know, why don't you use my referral link and get a $30 bonus? Also, when you become a member, you then get a referral link and you can also accrue these bonuses by referring your friends and family. So, you know, just a little hot tip. If you you want to get a $30 bonus, you can use that Link if you like. I also have uh, a blog post on my website, jessicamorehouse.com slash blog. It's called How to Save Money with Rising Costs that uh, gives you some great tips on how to, you know, well, how to make things work, save money, and and also uh, how Rakuten uh, works if you're unfamiliar with the platform. So make sure to check that out on my website. So, in case you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, just a few little updates I want to share about. Uh, first, uh, I interviewed uh, Nicole Lapin. So, if you want to uh, enter to win a copy of of her book. Um, I'm giving a, a copy away of uh, her book called Becoming Superwoman. Uh, just go to Morehouse.com slash contest and then you can find that right there. Also, if you're not aware, um, I have a YouTube channel in addition to this podcast and uh, I have not put a, a, out too many videos this year, but uh, I am going to be putting out more and the ones that I do have out are amazing. What can I say? I also just spent a lot of time. I mean, to be fair, I've been a busy bee this year with moving to a new place and stuff like that, but we have this room in our basement that's pretty useless that I turned into a YouTube studio, and so finally I feel like I look like a real YouTuber with all my colored lights and my little setup with a fake plant and stuff. So make sure to check me out. You just go to JessicaMorehouse.com/YouTube or just search uh, Jessica Morehouse in YouTube, and you will find me. But I've got a lot of great uh, videos that go more in depth about more how to and how to do things, but uh, a lot of the same kind of things that we talk about on the show. Um, So anyways, that is really it for me. A little teaser for next week. Got a great guest named Eric Balchunas. He is the author of now one of my, like, I love this book. I thought it was great, but I'm also a huge money nerd. But you know what? You're a nerd for listening to the show. So you're probably going to like it too. It is called The Bogle Effect. And it is about, you know, uh, Jack Bogle, who uh, invented the index fund. Also, I have been pronouncing John C. Bogle's name or Jack Bogle's name wrong for years for whatever reason. I thought it was Boggle. It's not Boggle. There's not two G's. There's one G. It's Bogle. I felt like a real idiot, like literally years saying Boggle. And now it's still hard to not say Boggle because that's a fun, it's a fun name. Yeah, that's that was embarrassing. <laughs> read a whole book about him and didn't know how to pronounce his name. Anyway, um, yeah, that's something to look forward to next uh, week and got some amazing episodes coming um, uh, in the following week. So thank you so much for listening. And I will see you back here next Wednesday for that episode. And of course, make sure to follow me on the gram. No one's call- no one calls it that Jess. No one calls it that. But uh, that's I'm old. I am actually old. I feel like (laughs) not actually. I mean, old is relative. It is what it is. Age is just a number, right? But I'm definitely not a twenty-year-old. They have they have words that I don't understand anymore, and that's I think when you know you're old when you don't understand what the heck these twenty-year-olds are saying on their terminology and their youth. (sighs) I don't get it. Anyways, you can follow me on Instagram at Jessica I Morehouse. That's where I am, and of course, make sure to follow the podcast at. The more, no, what's it called? No, at more money podcast. That's, that's the, that's the handle there, that there. That's it. That's it. So, so that's it for me. Thank you so much for listening. A big shout out to my podcast editor, Matt Rideout. Um, and I will see you back here next Wednesday. Have a good rest of your week. Good weekend. See you next week.